0: Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. Don't go
1: round Seems to us
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. If you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere. You guys get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfaction.com. There you'll find links to not only this show, but also our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and the Multiverse Fancast, as well as our news, reviews, articles, and our Misfit Faction store. As always, I'm on your host, Paul, and we got a little something different today in the studio today from Cinematic Adventures and from your mom's phone book. Sean. Sean, how are you today?
1: I'm good. I have no idea what I'm doing here, but other than that, I'm already, you know, a little looking forward to this. You're
0: already a little little excited for this one. It's the first
1: time I've been on MF Uncensored in probably, like, months.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, for those of you guys who don't know, MF Uncensored started off as a very simple concept, as an after-hours show, where basically we just kind of shot the shit, and just kind (laughs) of talked about... Whatever was going on and whatever we wanted to, I and it was shit the shot. No, 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 that was something different, and we couldn't do that in public. Remember? Gotcha, gotcha. But gotcha. anyway, going back to what we were doing, <laughs> and what happened was the show took off with the interviews, and the the topical stuff kind of fell by the wayside. So, I have Sean in the studio, and he's kind of trapped here. the The handcuffs aren't that tight, but he he didn't he forgot his safe word, so that's on him. Volcano, New volcano, me. volcano. It was lost to time. (laughs) I'll never remember it. But So Sean and I just recorded two episodes in a row. And (sighs) I know, right? (laughs) So bear with us if we're kind of dragging a little bit. Ah,
1: No, we're good. We're good. We got this.
0: Especially if you have a raise energy by Rep Sports. Now, don't forget, if you guys are looking for a little afternoon pick-me-up or just a way to get through 14 different podcast episodes in one day – Try Race Energy from Rep Sports. That's R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Use the code MISFIT89 at checkout to get a discount on that. You can also go uh, to our website. It's there, maybe. I don't know. Ronnie's in charge of that sort of thing. I'm just here to look pretty. But that was in a great segue. Radio. That was a really good it segue. Was. Very good. I, I, that was not planned at all because nothing in this episode is planned except for what I was going to bring up to Sean. Oh. All right. And so, I still
1: have no idea what this is Yes,
0: now. for the record, Sean has no idea. I basically just asked, hey, you want to stay for another half hour? And he's like, okay. I was like I pretty much in the same exact way. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I got I got food at home. Yeah. That's that's when you're an adult over the age of 30. <laughs> Is there going to be food and what time am I done? Oh man, over the tell me you're over 30 without telling me you're over 30. So, for me and Sean, Sean and I are are friends from, from a common passion. And it is not our love for each other, unfortunately, as most people tend to think, but it's movies, movies and TV. And that is when Sean and I first met in eighth grade, that is that is really what we bonded over. Yes. A mutual love of of movies and television. Very and
1: similar movies and very similar
0: television. Very similar. And also the fact that we can have debates about um, movies and TV and really just kind of have fun with it. Like, uh, if you guys ever listen to cinematic adventures, one of my favorite segments that annoys the crap out of Sean, but he always still enjoys it is who'd win in a fight. And it is a recurring thing that we just do on cinematic adventures. And it's always a lot of fun, but that is not what we're doing today. I know Sean immediately was like, Oh my God, if he's about to list a ton of characters, I would have
1: actually have been impressed if you had a list all set up.
0: Oh no. I thought about this during the first podcast episode. And okay. That's pretty much, but I wanted to do an episode very simple about why we love movies and TV and what some of our favorite movies and TV are. And especially nowadays where movie and TV are going through such a big change in the way that they're done, mm-hmm. in the way that they're they're popularized, in the way that they're released to the public. So let's start off with very simple. Sean, What what was the movie that really started your love of movies?
1: Oh, well...
0: And I know we're an, adult, no- we're an adult show, but not that adult. No, no,
1: no, no. <laughs> I see what you did there.
0: Basic Instinct.
1: The movie that probably started it off for me, because it was like a waterfall. By watching this movie, it got me into watching movies very similar, and then got me into watching more movies in that realm of when the movies were made. So, for me, it will be Abbott and Costello and Me, Frankenstein. To this day, I in my head i remember the first time my dad sat me down and 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 put it on you know for anyone who doesn't know what Avenue of me frankenstein is you know famous comedy team and they go up against the old universal monsters of the 30s and 40s
0: so who are some of the universal monsters we those, got dracula
1: and the frankenstein monster and the wolfman are the three monsters in that movie you also have the mummy the bride of frankenstein the invisible man are the three other creatures from the black lagoon those are the staples those are you know whenever you see logos for the universal monsters very much those are going to be the monsters that are are there so in watching that movie I loved it great my dad's like oh there are movies with just the monsters what and i'm like oh okay so you know and this is when the monster movies were just being released to video and like you know special edition videos so yeah dracula i got frankenstein the wolfman the mummy i mean again they were all named after the movie so i'm not going to list every single one but in watching those movies I started watching just the Abbott and Costello movies. I would watch the Marx Brothers. So, getting into comedy and watching all the old famous comedians and all the old famous you know comedy acts of the '30s and '40s, and then slowly progressing into older movies like you know Casablanca. It happened one night. All these classic movies. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
0: shamelessly plug really. Shamelessly, quick. go for it. Make sure you guys, especially Sean. I know. I'm pretty sure I told him. But we did an interview with Steve Stolier. Who wrote the Groucho Marx? I'm so book. bummed I missed that interview. I know, but apparently that book is now being made into a film. And he mentioned it during the actual Oh, interview. really? Guess who's playing Groucho? Yeah. Now, is it Groucho Young or Groucho Old? I think older. Jeffrey Rush. Okay. Yeah. So I'll I wanna, see that. I got to try and get in touch with Stephen and do a follow up because he wasn't allowed to tell me anything about it during the interview. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But anyway. So,
1: it, like I said, it's a waterfall of, a, of of being introduced to these older movies. And wanting to continue to watch all these old classic films, Turner Classic Movies was just starting up in the early '90s, so like that was a, a definite place to watch all this. So that was that was how I was introduced to the world of the film, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, it just progressed and progressed and progressed. I love it. How about you?
0: For me, there, there are two movies that I always think of when I think of my childhood. The first is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Mm -hmm. because I don't know what it was about that movie, but I just, it completely captured my, my intention, completely captured my imagination. It's one of those movies where as a kid, you're already feeling like the world is so much bigger than it really is. Mm -hmm. And then you see kids dealing with a world that's way, way, way bigger. And... I remember my mother would tell me stories about how when I was younger, I'd always want to watch Shrunk of the Kids because I couldn't say, honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> shrunk of the Kids. Shrunk of the Kids? Because what, what year did that movie come out? That was 89. 90? So, like, we were barely alive.
1: Yeah. Now no. did you? Now did they take you to see that? They didn't take you to see no, that. No, 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 no. I
0: don't know how I fell in love with that movie, but just probably on the Disney Channel. On the Disney Channel, something along those lines. And obviously, uh, the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope. Yes, that I still remember seeing that for the first time. I remember I woke up in the middle of the night and my dad was asleep on the couch watching it, quote unquote. And the second I walked out, I sat down and I was watching with him, and this was before my parents got divorced, so it's very, like, a vivid memory, and it's the scene where Darth Vader's just walking at Obi-Wan with his lightsaber out, and I was like, what the hell is that? As a kid, and that is one of my big, that has led to one of my biggest phobias of robots. Really? That's what caused the robot That's what started that, because basically I watched Darth Vader chop somebody in half. Wow. Chop this old guy. He did. He was just trying his best. Just doing his best. Just doing his best. So for me, like watching those and then obviously I am a huge comic book fan. I love Mm -hmm. comic books. I was exposed to comic books at a very age and just Superman was my go-to probably because he reminded me of my dad mostly in looks and you know my dad's also one of the most important people in my life and especially now as an adult i I relate to him more which is strange because you know when you're a kid your parents are your heroes and then when you're a teenager and young adults they're you know you rebel against them and now as an adult you're like i kind of get it Mm -hmm. especially now that you know i'm married and one day we'll be looking to have kids we have a cat he's an asshole my wife won't listen if she does i still love the cat don't worry (laughs) But I said that in one of the other MF uncensored. So I was like, she doesn't listen. She listened to that episode. I was like, damn it. <laughs> she's like, oh, I don't listen, do I? Yeah, producer Melanie's always listening. But for me, like, she's that, listening right now. Probably. <laughs> the whole studio's butts. But um, for me, those are the the earliest memories of of movies that I have as a kid. Mm-hmm. I just you know, movies are an amazing way to transport you out of the world. And that's why I like my movies and TVs when they don't directly relate to the real life situation. Like understandable. Um, the show Supergirl. I really liked Supergirl when it first came out because I'm a big fan of the Super family, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously Superman cameo, he does some cameos and then he's in the second season and it's really good. But then they started pushing their agenda. They started pushing it super hard. And I'm like, I'm not watching the superhero show for the agenda. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch lo- like a Law and Order or something like that if I want a you know, an agenda show or something like that. But for me, movies are just such an amazing escape and just such a great way to, to experience the world in ways that you may not ever get to experience it. Like we saw Top Gun Maverick. I already know I'm never going to be a fighter jet pilot. I'm almost, we're almost 40. Oh God. I know. Crazy, right? Yeah. And here we are sitting in my basement surrounded by nerd and geek memorabilia. Just, mm. Yeah, a little bit. It's getting could there. be more. could it's be getting... more. Not according to my wallet. <laughs> but it's weird how my wallet and I have very different opinions about how I should be living my life. So for us, like, movies, especially nowadays where movies are so realistic and just so... Like, imagine explaining to someone in 1992, random year, that one day we're going to have a movie like Avengers Endgame. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're I sure. Would, I would... I would
1: disagree with you on that. I would say you got to go back to the early 70s. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I think Star Wars really definitely pushed the agenda of, wow, we can see things on screen that we never thought we would see. Now, I will agree with you in the sense that, yes, effects have obviously taken a huge step forward since the original Star Wars. And, you know, we didn't get our really first true comic book movie probably until spider-man like the first spider-man where you knew you couldn't do that movie beforehand oh
0: absolutely like like even superman was pushing the Superman,
1: the original superman what they accomplished in that movie i will stand to this day saying it's the greatest achievement in putting a comic book to film of all time because of just the of what they were able to accomplish with with how little they were able to Like how
0: little they had the resources, resources wise. Well, what was the phrase on the poster? You'll believe a man
1: can fly. You'll believe a man can fly, and they succeeded. You know, Batman. Not you know, Batman didn't have to really rely on effects as much with the Tim Burton Batman. More prosthetics, more prosthetics, prosthetics, more practical practical effects, and it did a fantastic job with that. But I agree. Like Spider-Man in two thousand two, when we first saw Spider-Man, like you were just like, wow, I never thought I would see this. Mm -hmm. Like they couldn't do this. Five years ago, it would have looked ridiculous, and then obviously it's progressed into the Marvel DC, uh, the Marvel cinematic. cinematic Universe with you know, Captain America, Thor, Black Panther, all these characters that we honestly, we we didn't think we'd ever see on film, you know. And Much less done well, done well. I mean, if you <laughs> go back and watch like the old Captain America film of like Whoa, the with the fake ears, the, the fake ears, and the Thor and. And the abandoned Fantastic Four movie that they were trying to pull oh off—just how corny they were. I mean, it is, it is, it's crazy. But it let's really see, is. let's even change
0: genres. Look at Jurassic Park. Like yes. Jurassic Park
1: changed movies oh, Jurassic forever. Park changed, j- changed the world. T two began it, and Jurassic Park took it and ran with it. And you know, if you watch the documentary of Jurassic Park what they were intending to do. They wanted... It was going to be, you know, little figures. They were going to do the whole claymation, you know, like what the Ray Harryhausen did. And, you know, I I can only imagine what that movie would have been like if they actually... If they were not able to pull off the the digital effects the way they did, how different things would have been.
0: And thank God they did. Because, like, that movie... There are very few movies that still stand the test of time. Yeah, in terms of
1: changing the way things
0: are done. That and T2 both still... Like, like they back still to back, it was up.
1: like you know, you know what they were able to do in T two with, with Robert Patrick's character and just what he was able to do effects wise. You know the and
0: funniest thing about those movies, what? the most unrealistic parts of both Jurassic Park and T two are the stunt doubles. <laughs> there are two scenes. This is, here's your here's your fun fact from the fanny pack, as we say on Multiverse FanCast. There are two scenes. One on the motorcycle in T two, mm-hmm. where you could just tell half the time it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, so yeah. And then there's a great scene in Jurassic Park where the girl falls through the vents. Yes. And she looks up at the camera in the original CGI, cuts. Yeah, it's a
1: CGI it, up face. Of not the... in the
0: original cuts. In the original cuts, it was still the uh, the stunt. Thomber. Oh, really? And they, they fixed it in the re-release. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. I thought they fixed it before the movie was released for the good.
0: I don't think so. Uh, I'd have to double-check that. Right.
1: No, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that was...
0: But, you know, so for us, like, Sean and I really created a bond over movies. And then that, that bond has then grown over television. Because television and movies go very hand-in-hand, hand, especially nowadays.
1: Well, we, I mean, we met in eighth grade. And then literally the next year, Smallville yep. came to the airwaves. And that was a show from minute one. You and me were like, we're watching this every week. We're going to talk to each other the day after and, and, you know, express our thoughts of the episode. And I distinctly remember every, the first... Two years that show was on it was on Tuesday nights, so every Wednesday morning in school we would meet up. Whether I don't think lunch. We had lunch or whatever, Something, yeah. And we would be like, "Oh, what'd you think of this week? What'd you think of the episode?" And we would always like, "Oh, I can't wait for them to do this. I can't wait for them to do that." And even when I went off to school for the year I was away, we still talked. the called. Phone. Yeah, I we, either you call me or I call you after the episode, and we would talk about that. And I mean, ten years.
0: We didn't miss an episode. There are very few shows that... I. In fact, I think we even... I even waited for the Justice Society episode because you couldn't watch it at the time and we watched it together. Might have, yeah. That yep. was at, very at my possible. Yep.
1: We didn't watch the finale together. I was kind of surprised. We I was living it. down in
0: D.C. To, at That's the, right. I was living down in D.C. at the time. That's right. But yeah, like the, very few... Sh- I can't even think of another show that you and I have watched in its entirety like, like no, Smallville.
1: No, nothing close. I mean, we would talk about... Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, because we both watched it, but we weren't like, "Oh my god, we have to like, t- we have to talk about yeah. this."
0: Smallville was the podcast before the podcast. Yeah, in no, fact, you're right. Smallville was my Smallville and Heroes were the first.
1: We were big into Heroes. I didn't get into Heroes. The first
0: podcast that I ever listened to were, one was for Smallville, and one was for Heroes. Yeah, and I think they they collaborate, and that's how I found out about them.
1: See, it's funny because. You were very big on all of the the because I remember when when Smallville ended, it was what the next year is when Arrow debuted on
0: CW because originally everybody thought that Justin, Justin Harley, Harley,
1: and I didn't watch it like I just had no interest. You right. were you were big and you and you from minute one you were like Yo, oh, Sean, you, you got to watch it. It's actually really good. It's not that it's not corny. It's done very well. And I was like, eh, nah, I'm good. It took me until season the after season two ended to finally cuz i think i was i think i was able to get them the first season on prime video or something like that so mm-hmm. i binged and when i say i binged i watched the entire first season in maybe 2 days oh yeah and i was like okay i'm hooked yeah. and then i you know i stuck with it as long as i could i think and, through season 5 and i was like and oh. say
0: what you will about arrow it does go up and down up in and quality down.
1: but that first season was just and the so sec-
0: good. the second season's amazing the Second season with that the first appearance of
1: Barry Allen but that was a, that was a even Supernatural. You had to convince me into Supernatural. Like we're different in our in our tastes, you, and I, and then this isn't a knock. You're very big on saying, "Hey, Sean, you got to watch this." Oh yeah, and, and you, you're doing it with the boys. I haven't watched it yet. I'm sure at one point I will. Not I'm gonna make so l- that a fan feedback Friday. Not so much me. Like I'm not like, "Hey, Paul, you got to check this out." Like, right. There's no show where I could say like, "Hey, Paul, I know you'll like," because I know the shows that I watch. That I think you that I could say, hey Paul, why, you won't watch mm. like The West Wing or any of the Aaron Sorkin TV shows. For
0: for us, you and I have a lot of common ground in terms of movies and TV. Yeah, and then we have our our niches. I love superhero fantasy type shows. You're a little bit more with the the grounded TV, your West Wings, your your stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I like the I like the dramas, the the the, the scripted. Even
0: even Supernatural, Supernatural was on for 15 years, and I'll be yeah. the first one to say that I didn't start it when it first started. I, no, I remember
1: that. I remember when you first started watching it, I like think season these, six. Yeah, you, and you caught T- it on TNT
0: because T- and that was before Netflix was really yeah. big. Yeah. So I I remember watching the entire show on TNT. They'd show like three and episodes how a day.
1: That's I binged the first five seasons, and I, I will I I will admit those first five seasons are, are fantastic fantastic i think it's it was just so much fun watching it i just i couldn't stick with it i have a very problem when i binge something it, if i binge out. it too fast i burn out and i can't watch it for a while i've done that with bob's burgers like i was in a streak of binging like that show for like a month i haven't watched it in like probably three weeks now
0: and that's why that's that's also something we're going to talk about so let, let's let's segue into it Television has as, and movies have changed over the past, especially with the with the COVID pandemic. Like we saw things that they we we it was almost the end of movies at it one felt, point. It felt like that. It um, felt like that. It's ne-
1: still there's still a, a fear of that, but it's starting to pick a little back up. But there's still there's movies
0: still, like Top Gun and Thor. Top
1: Gun, Thor. You know, but
0: then people were afraid again when when Lightyear didn't do well.
1: Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I, I want to see the movie, but I don't think I'm going to see it in theaters. But I'm still, I'm still surprised by that.
0: Yeah. So for us, we are young enough to remember the days of Blockbuster and Hollywood Video. Yep. And then a little company called Netflix.
1: Back when Netflix was, you
0: rented movies. So I, I actually posted a meme the other day. I think I posted it on my regular Instagram where, because obviously there's an Instagram for the Misfit faction, but uh, it says something along the lines of like, I'm old enough to remember when, uh, like, I was telling my six-year-old that Netflix used to send DVDs in the mail. They still, still do. And the six-year-old replies in the old lady voice, yeah, when I was your age, I got the internet in the mail. Like,
1: But the, the fun fact about that is, that stuff exists. It's okay. not Netflix anymore. It's like they renamed that side of the company. I can't remember. It was like, oh, it was Flix. Something, something like, like that because I actually signed back up for it like a couple of years ago and I was like this you know what because you could still it was it's still a relatively good deal oh yeah for like 10 bucks a month I got three movies at a time and you know I was like okay and it was movies I would pick stuff I couldn't find yeah you know that's the whole point you pick movies that you can't find on Netflix and stuff like that so I thought it was great that it was still existed but I mean that when that first that was when I went off to school like the year before like our senior year of high school is when Netflix really kind of Started really hitting the, the uh, the crazy push of yeah, renting, yeah. and and if you haven't watched it, the Netflix documentary about Netflix, the docu- the last blockbuster and how like that all happened, so, so really interesting. And also for those of you
0: guys who don't know, Netflix tried to get bought by, Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. like they were like buy us, yeah, and Blockbuster's like people nah. don't do that, uh,
1: we, yeah, and then of course Blockbuster tried to do that themselves, and
0: oh yeah, well, I mean I th- I have a couple of movies that still say Blockbuster exclusive on there, oh, like no that. Really? Th- there was a big competitive push because people like convenience Mm -hmm. people like easy and when netflix first came out yeah they sent dvds in the mail it was like 10 bucks a month or whatever it was you could i think gamefly was also big too gamefly yes still is i think gamefly's still still around the
1: thing about netflix was like so where i believe where i stood by netflix because i worked at holiday video for anybody who is listening and doesn't know that i worked for holiday video for like three years and you know, Holly Video was great when, you know, the big new movie came out. Like, you know, for example, Departed came out while I was working there. Superman Returns when it was a you know still not considered a shit movie. Dark Knight. Netflix was not for the new popular movie. Because I don't think they had enough copies. They didn't have a lot of copies of these movies. They also
0: like getting the rights, they were a smaller company. Yeah.
1: So you would still want to go out to the brick and mortar you know, rental place, whether it was a mom and pop rental place or a Hollywood or a blockbuster, to get the big new release. But if you just wanted like that old '80s comedy. You could get that off Netflix. They yeah. had mostly all those movies and stuff like that. So that's what I would do, or I would rent TV shows. Right. I would do like you know the box set of TV shows, and I would like that's how I'd binge. I mean, watch. we used to we used to buy a ton of the
0: box sets. Yeah. Like, I still have. I think I have almost all of Smallville. I think season seven got a little wonky. I'm
1: missing some. I don't yeah. know what happened to them.
0: I had all the heroes. I think I only have like the first couple of seasons of like Supernatural and Arrow because yeah. that was like the big thing. But nowadays it's just so easy.
1: Oh yeah, now there's no reason to buy a a, a, a box set of a TV show. There's no... Unless Unless it's a TV show that you just absolutely love and you want like any type of special features that are included on it. because the
0: problem with a lot of these things and this is the next... We're going to talk about this towards the end. is just how how streaming has gotten so competitive and how trying to find certain things has just gotten so difficult. And it's, it,
1: yeah, no, I will definitely get into that. That's, that's yeah. a, that's a subject. That's an interesting subject. How that so,
0: goes. but going back to Netflix, I mean, it wasn't until Stranger Things really exploded Netflix that they were like, we could do original content. I'm trying and, to
1: remember what the first original show Netflix did was. I,
0: I don't remember off the top of my head. They're very either.
1: big with the crime dramas. That's like their big thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have their franchises: The Crown, Stranger Things, The Witcher, The Witcher, which you know is, is surprising to me that Netflix has been not doing too well lately.
0: So I, my theory is very simple, and this is why they also split up the, the last season of Stranger Things. It's very convenient that I had to wait thirty days between oh, yeah. because that means if I reactivated my membership. I'd have to reactivate it again. Yeah. And this is the issue that you're running into. Netflix, Sean, you mentioned the the binging idea, the binging culture. <clears throat> I can't binge. I will be the first one. Like when The Witcher came out completely, producer Melanie and I, we watched over maybe a week or two. Like mm-hmm. one episode a night, two episodes. Like we've been watching Supernatural now for a, a long, long time. And we we're kind of milking the last season just because it's the last season. But we can't just sit down and watch her out. They're, we know people that can.
1: I still can't. I mean, it's it's hard for me to do
0: it. We we know plenty of people, though, that still are able to put on a show and watch f- six, seven, eight episodes in a single sitting. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do that. I feel like I've wasted my entire day.
1: I did that during the during the, the lockdown. That was big for me. Like, yeah. I would pick a show and I would binge it because what else we were we going to do? Right. But I agree with you. It's very hard to do that, for me at least. I can watch maybe two episodes a day, then another two the next day. That's my binging. Yeah. But to sit down in one sitting and get through an entire season... When you have a life, it's I tough. can't do that. It's it's really I tough. I can't do that,
0: and that's why I like my Disney Plus and my HBO Max and all those because.
1: But I will be interested to see, and I'm surprised they haven't done it, especially now knowing that they're they're going through hard times. Netflix go to the weekly thing. I'm surprised they didn't do that because it's their shtick. Change your shtick. Change I mean, your shtick. I mean, it's not hard. And so all, I'm interested to see when season five of Stranger Things comes out if they'll do that like weekly
0: f- release. I, don't, I think they've said that they'll never do a weekly release, but I have no problem if you release three episodes a week. I mean,
1: I, I don't have a problem. Like, the, the fact that people are like upset about, like, did, did you not watch network television? That's how network television works, guys. It's it's every week.
0: Netflix kind of ruins the oh, idea. Oh, they spoiled us. They spoiled oh, us. spoiled us. But then the problem that you run into with Netflix especially is we'll start like season two of a show, and I'm like, I don't remember what happened last year. Cause it wasn't last year; it was maybe two, three years ago. Well, that
1: was the, that was the tough with Stranger Things. It's been th- almost three years. Same since with the, same three. with The Witcher.
0: Same thing happened with Witcher. And like Mel and I are watching The Witcher, and we're like, "Who's that?" Yeah,
1: because Stranger Things season three came out in July of 2019. Now, obviously, the pandemic hit in 2020. So, yeah.
0: so that that's not necessarily all Netflix's fault, but no, that's that's, that's not, also but what but they do. They they it, they release everything at once, but because you
1: binge so quickly. If it's a long time between seasons, it's like, okay, do I have to go back and rewatch? Some people have good memories. I don't. Yeah.
0: I can barely remember what I watched yesterday. So we just finished The Boys on, on Amazon Prime, and it's only, I think, like eight or nine episodes. It's not long, but they're already getting ready to start the next season next month I was like wow what a quick turnaround and then I realized I was like no that's actually pretty normal for shows like Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki talk a lot about filming Supernatural mm-hmm. and they were like yeah we would we would work like 10 months out of the year and then be off for two Yeah. and like that's when we'd go home and see our family and do all those things and I was like I'll never when it comes to actors and talking about their profession I'll never like downplay them but it's when they complain about the mundane stuff but like a lot of them work really hard and mm-hmm. a lot of them work You know, 16-hour days, 18-hour days, from 4 in the morning till, you know, midnight. And, like, I get it. I've I've worked 16-hour shifts. It sucks. It is not pleasant. But one of my favorite movies – well, not one of my favorite movies. A movie that I thoroughly enjoyed, This is the End – yeah. With the Jay Baruchel and cetera. and they do a great scene where like they're all complaining about, you know, we're actors. We bring joy to people's lives. You know, you gotta pretend that it's hot when it's really cold. Like, and it's it's a great self parody about you know some of those more actors who are like, I make billions of dollars a year because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. But then you got some actors that are just really like down to earth people, and they do good things, and they just so it's it's interesting to see the whole. I mean, we could do a whole episode just on talking about Hollywood and talking about the culture out there. And somebody did a great joke about how in Hollywood, you could just walk up to somebody and be like, I'm a big fan of your work and walk away because everybody in Hollywood's trying to be famous. But I don't know. Like, it's such a weird time now. Do you prefer television shows that have longer seasons or shorter seasons? You
1: freaking read my mind. I'm literally sitting here going like, oh, I'm going to talk about how shows have now really started going in the direction of the British TV system where it's only like 10 episodes a season. Right. Get out of my head. Get out of my freaking head. Get out of my basement. <laughs> Scaring the crap out of me.
0: Man. That's what I'm here for, man.
1: But yes, yeah, so I think we grew up, you know, through the 90s where on network TV you'd get your shows and your comedies, your dramas. It was like 25, 26 episodes a season because it would have to go from September to May. Especially and the half-hour shows. Half-hour shows, you know, you'd get your, you know, your extended time off like in the holidays and then obviously you're off through the summer. Um And if you watch any old TV shows, there's some shows where they had, like, 30-plus episodes a season back in the day. Those
0: Smallville hiatuses always sucked.
1: Oh, because it would go, like, before Thanksgiving to, like, after the New Year. Like, something crazy. Maybe one episode would sneak in, like, beginning of December.
0: Nowadays, it's, like, the beginning of December towards the end of January.
1: Yeah, but I really... It started with the, the Netflix shows and them only doing, like, five, six, seven episodes a season. But by doing that the episodes were longer and you could get a lot more done but it also it limited the crap it limited the stretch the it limited the filler episode because you and me both i distinctly remember you know, Smallville. We would, the episode would end, and we'd get on the phone with each other, and we'd go like, "That was a filler episode. That nothing. We learned
0: nothing from like this. Like freaking noir. I don't know if you remember the noir episode. I vaguely remember the one where Jimmy Olsen has like the his
1: his like yeah. But remember the it was the episode before the Justice Society or the Justice League episode. It was the guy who like would tunnel under his. Oh,
0: with do you know who the kid is in that? No, nah. it's Tyler Posey from
1: Teen Wolf, the
0: main really? kid. Yeah,
1: but I, we always. Point to that episode because in terms of the episode, it really did nothing. For it the, wasn't until the last it thirteen wasn't seconds. last thirteen seconds really, and we were both like, "Oh my god, that ending was, really was cool. incredible!"
0: Yeah, really. Cool. So Don't remember good. the rest of the episode, but it's it's funny because Supernatural makes fun of it, where they talk about episodes like Bugs or yeah. like, and they make fun of it in their show. They're very meta with stuff like that. Like Chuck actually makes fun of them. Yeah, he's like, I'm, "You know, bad." Bad, sh- bad things is one thing, but bad writing is so much yeah. worse. But I mean, network TV is
1: still doing it yeah. where they got to, because they got to fill there's the very, season orders. There's also very limited amount because you know these networks have to really worry about all the streaming because to get these shows to get onto network TV, I mean... It's I was, a lot easier to do lot, streaming. But it's a lot easier to do streaming. You're also able to get away with a lot more. You probably have a bigger budget. And also, you know, it's, again, your creative... You know, freedom.
0: Here's a perfect example. Mel and I wanted to watch the show Lucifer. And it wasn't until he cameoed in uh, Arrow that we were like, oh man, that's the show we really want to watch. Yeah. The first two seasons, I think, of Lucifer are Fox. And the second or third season, maybe it's like one, two, and three, are are, are Fox. And one of those seasons is just a, a chore to get through. As much as we love the show and we love the characters, we're like, oh my God, we still have like seven more episodes. Because it was a procedural show at the end of the day. Yeah. And procedural shows are famous for it. Look at Law & Order. Law & Order is the same show every week. Half the time you could point out, oh, that's going to be the bad guy because it's the celebrity yeah. guest. Yeah. Alfred Molina is in this episode. He's probably the bad guy.
1: Well, because it's the famous – you know, whoever the famous guest star is. It's yeah. like, well, obviously.
0: Yeah. But um, it, it's, it's interesting because – I, I fell off Law and Order SVU. I know you did too.
1: Oh yeah, I stopped watching like not too long after Stabler left.
0: And then we wanted to watch Organized Crime, but I think I watched the first episode.
1: I did too. And what's funny is we're making fun of the the Law and Order you know system. It doesn't then, do it. And then Organized Crime comes along, and it actually is doing what a normal dramatic TV show would do, and, we and were has an overending arc storyline. And we're just like, this isn't doesn't feel right. So I it's wanted. funny how you're so used to one way for a franchise, and then they do a total left turn, and you're like, nah, I don't like that.
0: I don't like this anymore. No. I don't, don't want to play with this <laughs> well, anymore. Well, see,
1: yeah, it's, 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 it was funny, because I'm watching that first episode, and I'm like, wow, they're not doing the typical, okay, interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. It just it threw me. Just didn't it, it threw me. It was really weird. But it's... It's it's a shame because you know gr- you know growing up you know in the nineties there was a lot of good TV on there was a lot of good TV shows you know my parents were big you know fans of Seinfeld Friends dramatic shows like ER. And uh, what's another good one? They weren't Law and Order fans, though. They—I don't have any memory of watching Law and Order as a kid until it was on like reruns on TNT. Yeah, I was
0: never a big—I was more um, of an SVU kid. Yeah,
1: my mom watched DR. I remember her watching that. My dad would watch, you know, all the Seinfeld and all that stuff. My mom began watching West Wing when it first aired, and West Wing is a show that, if you look back on it now, that show deserved to be on. HBO that should have been on HBO show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They would have been able to do a lot more. They got away with a lot in that show, but that show was mad expensive to do. And I think that's the main reason why it only was on for six years. But then you watch like The Newsroom, also created by Aaron Sorkin, and what he was able to get away with on that in three years... You know, it just shows you the creative freedom that you're able to do on some of these different networks than than broadcast television. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to worry about
0: you know practice. You know, what is the what is the safe standards and practices? Standards and practices,
1: thank you. And what you're able to do on network television. Well,
0: one of the best episodes of Family Guy is the FCC episode. (laughs) Yes. And that whole musical, like it's true too. Yeah. And when Lucifer moved to Netflix, we expected like all this stuff, and really they still kept the show. I think they just added a couple of f bombs and some butt. And that was it. Still kept the spirit of the show. And the same thing, like look at Stranger Things. Stranger Things could be on network television. It it really nothing in that show. just oh,
1: violence I, that's about really it. But yeah. even that,
0: like nowadays, it's so. Oh like, yeah. But wow.
1: I mean, you know, and it's funny you look back on a show like NYPD Blue that just pushed the envelope so much, and now you watch and you're like, wow, this is like tame for mm. what we see now. Oh, absolutely. But you see how TV has changed over the years because. Another another thing is and and you know for anyone entertainment fans you know the Emmys were just announced and like there are no shows on network tv that get nominated for Emmys anymore no. they're all they're all either hbo or they're all streaming shows so because again the creativeness of tv has moved away from network television and it's very rare that a network sh- a channel gets one of these huge you know like what's the w- shows that are in the in the consciousness like yeah. this is us is probably like The most recent show that was like everybody needed to see that show and was on NBC, but like Walking Dead, Game of Thrones or, you know, AMC and HBO, all these shows are not on like NBC, ABC or CBS. Well, even look at,
0: I'm a big fan of Titans on HBO Max, which at first was on DC Universe when they were trying to do their streaming, but that tanked. So they moved to HBO Max, but TNT is now showing that like three years later. Yeah. And they're making it seem like, oh, brand new episodes of Titans. <laughs> uh, but they'll, they'll also say, like in the trailer, you know, watch it on HBO Max. And we, we're we going to start seeing that more and more, too, where the shows that were on, you know, your streaming are suddenly now on their mainstream channels. And because, like, some of those network channels can get away. TNT, like after 10 o'clock, can get away with some stuff. FX yeah. is famous for it, too. I mean,
1: when FX was doing their original TV, like uh, The Shield. Oh, my God. Remember with the, uh, Rescue Me? Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck. I mean... You couldn't do those shows on network TV. No.
0: But then you know? again, like, so for me, going back to streaming though, like I, I love Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. That was a show that I would watch, but I wanted to binge watch Criminal Minds. Cause I, I haven't seen the entire show and it's been years since I watched it. So I was like, you know what? It's on Netflix. Let me watch it. That is a show you can't binge because it is literally the same episode over and over and over. And to the point where I just, I got bored. Mm, I understand that. Like as much as I love the characters and I love like the, the, you know, the general stories and the ideas. Like, I knew how this show was going to go beat for beat, and then you watch it again, and you watch it again, and you watch it again.
1: See, I, I'm similar in the way, but I, I can watch it, is NCIS. Yeah. But that's a show I watch the the, the the actual season when it's airing. Right. And then every now and then I'll go on, I think it's on Netflix, and it's also on Paramount Plus, I'll go on one of those streamers, and I'll just pick a random episode mm-hmm. and just watch it again and again and again, because it's just a show I like. You know, West Wing is another one. I could just pick an episode here and there to watch it and stuff like that.
0: My chair squeaking. Sorry.
1: Oh, that's your chair, I Yeah, that's my, my chair. chair. Yeah, we're, we're both making <laughs> eye contact.
0: But because I got so fired,
1: <laughs> I was moving back and <laughs> forth.
0: But it, it's just a weird time, and it's an ex- it's a good time. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, then we'll get like a show like Obi Wan, which we really enjoyed. Yeah. The new season of Stranger Things, which we're going to talk about on Cinematic Adventures in a couple of weeks, just because we want to, let it marinate a little bit. Well,
1: marinate. We want to we want to come fully prepared for that. I want to give a good. You know,
0: good detail. Good detail.
1: It'll also be a couple more weeks. Let people watch it. Make sure we're not truly spoiling it for anybody. Not that you know we gotta worry about that.
0: Yeah, but that was another show that I kind of beat for beat. We kind of figured what was gonna happen. Well, I don't want to get too into. Yeah, it, that's a, that's another thing. But, yeah, but it's just it's a really interesting time. But nowadays we have so many choices and so much variety.
1: But that... also just the way TV shows are done now. They're like mini movies. I mean, yeah. look at
0: Stranger Things. Obi Wan. Obi
1: Wan. I mean. You know, back, I mean, and, and it's crazy to say, but remember back when TV was the illeg- illegitimate son of movies? I mean, you you had to go to a movie theater to see a, movie, a experience. movie experience. Now you, on TV, you can watch these TV shows, which are like mini movie experiences.
0: Especially on Disney+. Plus. Because they Plus. got their, they got the mouse money.
1: HBO Max does pretty good work. HBO Max with their is TV really shows. good. TV shows, you know. I just, I haven't watched the whole thing, but the Paramount Plus original, the Offer, which is about the making of the Godfather. Yep, yep. I watched the first three episodes of that. That was very good.
0: But even like Stranger Stranger Things was really what got Netflix into the main consciousness with with new stuff. And also like Netflix fought to become a like re- become recognized as a legitimate basically movie well, yeah. Studio. I
1: mean it was it was I remember the big uproar a couple of years ago where it was like a lot of directors were pissed they didn't want a Netflix movie nominated for oh, Best yeah. picture. I think Spielberg was at the forefront of that. He was like it's not the true meaning of a movie. It has to go to a movie theater. Which
0: we you and I will I think you and I can understand that point. We understand it, but I don't it's not I don't think to it's call something exclusive. not
1: entertainment because it didn't get released to a theater to me it's just not right. Right. You know, that's the system we have. Mm. You know, you don't like it. You don't like it. But because, so to me, you release the movie to a theater, it makes no money. Are you saying it's going to get the same? Are you saying it's not good? Are you saying it's not good? Are you saying it's like a low quality yeah. They're it's, like, at- it, it's like it's like the way they were describing it was like if a TV movie got nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. I'm like that's nowhere near the same thing
0: no I mean look at and then you have like the opposite where you have a movie like Godzilla versus Kong yes. where they fought to get put into theaters because they were like this is the experience that people are supposed to see yes. and I'm so grateful that we actually that was one of our big movie that was like our first since Wonder Post-COVID, Woman.
1: Post-COVID, well, yeah. Well, I didn't see Wonder Woman in theaters, so, oh, which I'm still okay about.
0: That was a miserable movie-going experience. <laughs> no food allowed. The movie wasn't that good. Like, oh, man. And again, that was a time where we really thought movies were going to start going.
1: Yeah, because that was when you know it was released exactly on HBO Max. I was literally, while you guys were watching in the theater, I was sitting in my room watching on HBO Max.
0: Which is good and bad. Like, I don't want to go see Lightyear in a theater. I'm waiting until it comes out.
1: Yeah, at this point... There's no, yeah, at this point, I'm going to wait as well. But
0: I thought this would be a nice, fun topic and something that we're both passionate about. And maybe we'll do a follow up, uh, you know, at the end of the year when we see where movies kind of stand.
1: Trying to just real quick figure out the first ever uh, Netflix original series, but I can't seem to find it. But I forgot House of Cards was a big one. House of Cards, Orange is the New Black.
0: Orange is the New Black, yep. So, yeah, there was
1: Arrested Development, like the new uh, Arrested Development. Oh, yeah, that's right. Season two, I think. So, Netflix has been in the has been in the original in the original net, uh, content for now for probably like at least six seven plus years yeah. more than that actually I think maybe ten interesting this House of Cards has been because I'm just trying to a lot
0: of people big. try and push House of Cards out of their memory because of Kevin Spacey though now
1: so, yeah I'm not one of those people I, I can know. still watch something and know that the person is a despicable person but the the movie is still I one. mean
0: that's like saying I'm not gonna watch a single Jay and Silent Bob movie because of Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I hate to say it like that's well, I, that's I'd, the
1: thing he had nothing to do with the movies yes he, he
0: but people do that they're yeah, like I won't yeah. see a Weinstein movie and I'm okay. like he I I don't I don't want to have a I don't want to have a beer with the guy but like nah. I could still enjoy the movies that other people worked really hard on that he had really nothing to do except for giving money to it yeah but that's a whole other episode. But I think this was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah a good should, time again. I, I just kind of threw this on Sean without any sort of warning, and I think I think, it,
1: I think it I think it succeeded.
0: I think this is this is also the point of MF uncensored. So I'd be looking for a couple more of these episodes, just because logistically it's just a it's easier. B it's more fun, and C. It's our show. We get to do whatever we want. Oh, see, I like that. I like that too. It should be our motto. But uh, I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Don't forget it, guys. If you're looking for more of our content, basically type in Misfit Faction anywhere and you're going to find something. We're on all the social media platforms. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We don't have a Snapchat because we're way too afraid of what Ronnie might do with it. And uh, well, Sean's getting really good at Snapchat, actually.
1: Not really. Sean's
0: not really that good at Snapchat, <laughs> though. But make sure you guys check that out. You can also go to- that on Instagram now. What was that?
1: I do on Instagram now.
0: You have Instagram? No. I
1: was oh, don't even do that.
0: <laughs> do you know how excited? It's crazy how excited all your friends would actually be. It's
1: so sad how excited all of you would be.
0: We just love you, more, buddy. And we want more Sean in our lives. But uh, that's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. And I'm Sean, I think. Okay, then. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time.
1: Have a good one, everybody.